0: ugh, why do people have to be so difficult? Want to know how to deal with difficult people? Stay tuned, because that's what we're going to talk about on this episode of College on Fleek. Hey, it's time to stop procrastinating, get your S2G, and crush it in college. I'm Mary Dittman. This is College on Fleek. on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and College on Fleek. In this episode we're going to talk about how to deal with difficult people. Now you can see that I'm filming this during the holidays and the original air date for this episode is a few days before Christmas and that's a perfect time to talk about difficult people because maybe you're going to be around family members or friends or neighbors and there's always somebody that feels like a difficult person to us, but this information is gonna help you all through the year because whether your difficult person is a boss, a teacher, a coworker, a classmate, a roommate, it doesn't really matter. We're gonna show you how to deal with difficult people. But first, let's take a motivation minute. It's really hard to feel motivated when you feel overwhelmed and as a college student, you feel overwhelmed probably a lot of the time. Maybe you're working, you might be an athlete, probably taking a full load of classes, and then of course each one of those classes, the professor thinks that theirs is the only class that you're taking, and you wanna have a social life, and you can just really get overwhelmed. And one of the things that I like to do is a brain dump. A brain dump is basically where you just take a piece of paper, I like to do mine on my tablet, and just write down every single thing that it is that you need to do. And it can be everything from laundry, clean out closet, get the oil changed in the car, English paper, math homework, study for history exam. It doesn't matter, you just brain dump it all onto a sheet of paper or a page on your tablet. And that allows you to start to get everything out of your brain and where you can see it, because from there, You can go through and decide what's really important what's not important for example you might say well i really need to figure out what i'm going to do with this english paper but cleaning out my closet could wait you can then go through and categorize and say okay this is all the stuff i need to do for school this is all the stuff i need to do for my job and then you can prioritize and decide where you need to spend your time but getting it out of your head and onto a sheet of paper So that you will start to be able to see what it is that you need to do so do a brain dump in every episode we like to give you a study hack or a success hack today i want to give you a success hack any time of the year but especially right now it's the holidays this is the perfect time to go get yourself a calendar now i know that i used to use my phone calendar but The downside to me of the calendar on the phone is that it doesn't really show you on the month view specifically what you have every day it'll just show you like a dot like you have something i stopped using my phone calendar partly because i got my phone wet one year and everything was lost so obviously i still use my phone but anything on my calendar anything i need to get done or certainly appointments or due dates all of that i use a Paper calendar. It really doesn't matter what you use, but use something that's going to work for you. Now, you can go to a dollar store and get a calendar. You can get a student planner at Office Depot or Walmart. You can get a dry erase calendar, whatever's going to work for you. Heck, you can print calendar forms off the internet for free but use the calendar. Don't try to remember everything because you're not going to be able to do it. Listen, I've been teaching, I'm coming up on 20 years as a, as a college professor. I've taught the same classes for the last 15 years. And I don't try to keep anything in my head as far as what am I talking about? When is homework going to be assigned? When will it be due? When are the exams going to be? I don't put any of that just in my brain. It's on the syllabus and it's on my calendar as well. So that I always know for every class, when am I assigning something and when is it due? Well, if I'm doing that as a professor, you need to be doing that as a student. So keep a calendar. Now for a study hack, please, please, please go to collegeonfleek.com and get the Study Smart Toolkit. This is the three-step study system that I developed for myself in college because I had terrible test anxiety. I mean, like I would sit there and I had legit studied and I'd sit in an exam. One time I sat in an exam for one hour. The only thing on my paper was my name and I'm not even sure that was right. And it's really scary if you've ever had test anxiety. And I've had students over the years who say, Professor Dittman, could I please come to your office and sit down with you and you show me how to study? Well. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time to sit down with my 200 students every semester. And you might be watching this and not be where I am. And the cool thing with technology is we don't have to be in the same room. Hello. In the Study Smart Toolkit, I am sitting down with you one on one. It's a video tutorial and I walk you through step by step how to study. It's for any class. It's for any major. It's for any university. I've used it with high school students and graduate students with great success. Now, I can't make any promises, but I can tell you that what I've seen with my own eyes, the students who do what's in that study smart toolkit, they literally go from D's and F's to A's and B's on the very next test. And the grade changes have been so dramatic that I'll usually pull the student aside and be like, what are you doing? and All the time they say, I just did what was in the Study Smart Toolkit. Go to collegeonfleek.com and get that Study Smart Toolkit if you want your grades to improve. Alright, let's get into our big topic today, which is how to deal with difficult people. And no matter where you are in your life, you're always going to have at least one person who's difficult in your life. It might be a family member, it could be a friend, it could be someone you're in a group project with, it could be someone at work, a boss, a teacher, roommate, your RA, it doesn't matter. Everybody has at least one difficult person. And one thing to keep in mind too is while you're watching this and thinking about your difficult person or persons, somebody else is watching this and you might be their difficult person. And one thing to remember is that People who are difficult are, I believe, sent into our lives as teachers. Think about when, like, if you have a jagged fingernail, you can't file and shape that fingernail with a piece of silk. You need a rough emery board to file it and shape it how you want it. And that's what difficult people do. They come in and they provide us that rough, abrasiveness sometimes that helps shape us into the person that we need to be. And so many times we look at these difficult people and think, oh my gosh, I hate them and I wish that they weren't in my life. But in reality, they might really be a blessing because they're going to teach you some things. At least, at the very least, they're going to teach you how you don't want to act. So let's get into how do you deal with these difficult people. The number one most important thing to remember is you're not going to change the person and they may never change. Now, can people change? Sure, but they have to be very motivated to do that and it takes a long time and it's difficult. And don't count on that and you cannot change them. People just are how they are. There's only one thing you really can change with a difficult person and that is your expectations. One of my girlfriends was sharing with me one time that she had gotten a new job and there were two other women in the office and she felt very left out by them. And like they would bring each other coffee and they would never bring her coffee. They'd always go to lunch. They would never invite her. And I said, well, maybe they, you know, they were already there and then you came in and, Um, Maybe maybe they even have the impression that you don't really wanna hang out with them. Why don't you try initiating some things and let's see what happens. So she did some things like she would bring them coffee and they would just be like, oh yeah, thanks, and kind of put it to the side and not drink it. Or a couple of times she said, hey guys, do you wanna try to go to lunch today or tomorrow? And they'd be both like, oh, no, I can't, I'm really busy. And then they'd go have lunch together. So I talked to her again and by that point it was very clear that they just didn't want to be around her and they were excluding her and her feelings were really hurt by this. And the problem was that she kept trying and kept hoping that they would include her but they never did. And so it was like every day she was just setting herself up for disappointment. And the thing that I coached her on was now you have to change your expectations. So from now on, do not expect that they're gonna bring you coffee. Do not expect that you're gonna be included in lunch or anything. Do not expect that they're gonna wanna hear about your kids or gossip with you about you know, chit chat or Hollywood movie stars or anything like that. Your expectation needs to be that you're gonna come in you're gonna get your job done. They're gonna do what they have to do as part of their job, interacting with you. And it's not gonna be a personal relationship. Once she got her mind around that, she was a lot happier. They didn't change, but she changed her expectations and, and they never disappointed her again because she always knew I'm gonna go into work today. They're gonna exclude me and okay, I'm gonna be all right with it. Most people are pretty predictable. And think about the difficult person in your life. The reason you think they're difficult is because you know how they are, right? Like that family reunion or that group of friends or that person who's in your group at school or that one professor. Like you know, oh my gosh, they're gonna pick a fight. They're gonna say something stupid. They're gonna say something to tick me off. They're gonna do something that they know is gonna bother me. Like that's why they're a difficult person, right? Because you already know They're gonna irritate you. And how do you know that? Because they've done it before. Because it always happens. They're always like this, right? People are predictable. And so when your expectation is, this person is gonna act the way that they always act, you're never disappointed. My relationship with a couple of the difficult people in my life really improved when I came to grips with the fact that they were not gonna change and this is how they've always been, this is how they're gonna be, and I needed to change then how I related to them and what my expectations were. And you know what? The relationships got a lot better, not necessarily because they changed, but because I changed my expectations and my beliefs. I stopped thinking I need them to be a different way so that I'll feel okay. So change your expectations. Number two, Stop pouring fuel on the fire. Difficult people operate with a script, whether they're doing it intentionally or not. Let's just take your side and let's just say that they're on purpose just trying to tick you off. Well, you already know then that they're gonna try to pick a fight with you or they're gonna say something to try to hurt your feelings or they're gonna try to send you off in a different direction and you already know that's coming. Don't play into the script. If you really wanna flip it and change things, don't play your part. The difficult person is always expecting you when they say, well, I think college is really a waste of time. They're expecting you to get defensive and get get hurt, and get all in your feelings because that's what you normally do. Don't do it this time. And one of the best ways that I have found to, instead of pouring fuel on the fire, is to pour water on the fire, is use this phrase, You might be right. I had someone in my life for a while that would always try to kind of pick at me about politics. We didn't really agree on things politically, which for me is not a big, you know, I don't tend to get into a fight about politics. I have an opinion. If I'm talking with someone who doesn't share my opinion, I'm always actually really interested to hear someone else's opinion, but this other person was making these jabs at me. And uh, like, well, you know, then there are some people who think blah, 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 and would kind of, and then would look at me like waiting for the response. And what I learned to say was, well, you might be right. Now, in my mind, I would think, yeah, you might be right in another dimension, universe, or space and time, but I wouldn't say that part out loud. I would just say, well, you might be right. And that, when the first time I did it, the person was like, because I totally just destroyed the script. I didn't play the game. And also, how can you have an argument when I just said you're right? So if you come up to me and you say, well, I think college is dumb and it's a waste of money and you don't need a college degree, I'm going to look at you and say, Oh, well, you might be right. Okay. Fight is over. Game is over. I just told you you're right. What are you going to say now? Damn straight, I'm right. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> I promise you, the person will be so thrown back. They won't know what to say. So yeah, you say, you might be right about that. Let it go and don't say anything else. And now there's no debate. There is no drama because you just agreed with them. And by the way, if you don't like that suggestion, I would like to just invite you to consider the possibility that you enjoy the drama. But if you don't want to keep pouring gasoline on the fire and you want to pour water on the fire instead, then you say something like, you might be right. Now, I'm not suggesting, let's say one of your parents or a sibling looks at you and says, you're a total idiot, or they're verbally abusing you. I'm not suggesting that you say, well, you might be right about that. You don't need to let anyone else abuse you. But you can look at that person and say, I'm really sad that you think that, I love you, and I'm not going to stand here and do this with you and then turn and leave. And actually that brings me to my third point, which is you always need to have an escape plan. If possible, don't talk to the person in your space. What I mean by that is let's say uh, let's say it's one of your sweet mates and you need to have a conversation. Try not to have that conversation in your bedroom maybe have it in the common area or even in their bedroom, because if things start to get sticky, you can leave. If I'm dealing with a colleague at work, if the colleague is my difficult person, I will try to have a conversation with that person in their office, so that if it starts to feel like it's going left, I can leave and go back to my office and get away. That's an escape plan now sometimes your difficult person might do something like wait till you're trapped say in the car together and you can't get away from them and if that's the case then sometimes you might have to say i'd rather talk about this at a different time or you know what i'm really not able to focus right now can we talk about this later sometimes what i'll do is if i'm at work or even at home If it's a difficult person who says, you know, this is going on and I really need to talk to you about it, I'll say, hey, you know what? I wanna talk about that too. Can you just give me like 10 minutes to finish up what I'm doing and then let me come find you? That gives me 10 minutes to like take a breath, get calm, get clear, figure out how I'm gonna pour water on the fire and not gasoline, and then go find the person wherever they are Have the conversation, it's much more likely to go well if I'm not ambushed. And again, that way, if it's not going well, I can leave and retreat and go somewhere else. Listen, if you're in college, you're not a child and you need to be able to have a way to escape. For example, let's say you're visiting your family during a school break and if your family has a lot of drama and maybe they're your difficult people, you have options. Don't stay with them. You could stay with a friend in town or is there a car that you can borrow or don't go home on break. If it's just gonna be drama and headache each and every time, you need to really consider, why do you keep going back? And you might say, well, they're gonna get upset if I'm not there, but they're getting upset when you are there. Well, my mom will be mad if I don't come home. Well, apparently she's mad when you're home anyway. I'm going to tell you, I figured out when I was in college that no matter what I did, somebody was going to be mad at me. And so at least I needed to not be upset. And that is hard. It can feel really strange to do that. But that is part of growing up and being an adult is you start to separate yourself emotionally from other people in your life to say, wait a minute, I don't wanna do this. This is not how I'm gonna work in the world. And then you always have the option to just really get in there with the difficult person and keep playing the same game over and over. But I would invite you to try these suggestions with your difficult person and see if it makes you feel better. Many times with difficult people, we feel ambushed and we feel like they're in control of the situation. So the best way for you to regain control of your situation is, you flip that script and you start acting in a different way. Act like the adult that you want to be. Now I do want to issue you a challenge. Do you use a calendar? And if you'll type that in the comments, we'd love to hear from you. Do you currently use a calendar to keep yourself organized? College on Fleek is a dialogue, not a monologue, and we want to hear from you. What is it that you need help with or what are you struggling with? So put that in the comments and remember you can always connect with us at collegeonfleek.com and join us next week when we're going to show you how you can get what you want. That's next time right here on College on Fleek.